Welcome, everybody, to the AFW College Podcast, where we love to bring you Jesus-centered content to help you thrive in your walk with God during your college years. And for you avid podcast listeners out there, you might be thinking to yourself, that's not the voice that I'm used to hearing to kick off these podcasts. And you would be right, because in this morning's episode... We're switching roles, Jordan, because I, Ben Moss, college pastor here at AFW, have the privilege of turning the tables (laughs) to interview the best moderator on Mm -hmm. Spotify, Apple Music out there, the jovial, jocular college intern, Jordan Ramirez himself. Jordan, how you doing today? Oh, man, I'm I'm proud. I've never heard... uh, a intro so so well done you've obviously been listening to my intros ben uh but uh, the tables are not actually turned because as we were getting ready ben still made it clear he wanted his side of the table he was not actually willing <laughs> to switch sides of the table um so i'm in my normal spot but just taking yeah. on a different role uh and i'm excited for it it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah well i'm so glad that you're here this morning man and as you know we have been in a long conversation over the last four or five episodes talking about spiritual gifts and we're bringing in the closer today, man. You are, you're wrapping up this conversation for us. And uh, we hope that you've discovered in our conversations that we have a heart for you college students to have a healthy biblical understanding of what spiritual gifts are so that you know how to operate in them today. You know what your gifts are. And so that you have faith to pursue gifts that maybe you're not even walking in yeah. uh, currently. And so this morning, we're going to be jumping into one more list of spiritual gifts that we find in Romans 12. Mm -hmm. And I like to call these the motivational gifts because Mm -hmm. they're things that you're motivated by. Mm -hmm. And Jordan, you're going to be unpacking some of those for us here. Prophecy, service, teaching, encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy, maybe more, man. That's a pretty long list. That is a long list. That's awesome. We're taking it on. (laughs) And, you know, part of the reason, Jordan, I wanted you to wrap up this conversation for us is because, first, you're, you're a man that's passionate about this topic. I know that you love calling out the unique gifts and in other people. And yep. and secondly, you've got your own story. You've got your yeah. own journey <clears throat> of how spiritual gifts and, and walking in them really helped change your life. And I thought it'd be good just for us to kick off for you to share a little bit of that story with us. Yes. No, I'm, I'm glad to because, yeah, very, very passionate about this. Uh, I think these are so important. This is um, for, for the body, for the world, obviously, for us to be walking in these gifts, but also for us individually to have a, a right relationship with God to, to to know about these things. So especially recently, God has really been putting uh, these on my heart, spiritual gifts. So um, yeah, man, uh, for myself, I know embracing my spiritual gifts was a serious turning point in my faith. Um, Really going from just being someone who wanted to, you know, uh, someone who just loved like my time with God in the morning where I'm, where I'm praying and reading the word and worshiping and and just being in his presence. Mm. Um, as my foundation, you know, which those are all great things. Uh, God loves those. We need those things. He, they please him when we spend time doing those things. And it's not that I graduated from that stuff, sure. obviously, totally. uh, because it's still foundational to my faith and everything like that. But when I started to learn about these, these special gifts that God specifically gave me Come on. to steward yeah. uh, and to partner with him in, you know, that, that really took my relationship with him to a whole new level. I think, I think we have all felt the difference between like a relationship where someone, you know, loves you, cares about you, wants to spend time with you uh, versus when that person like trusts you with something yes. or that person uh, trusts that you can go and get something done or they feel like they can give you responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just that they love you, but they also find you useful for what they want to do 
or um, worthy of of blessing with certain things. Mm-hmm. And that's what these these gifts really are. And they're mm-hmm. evidence that Jesus trusts us today to be His hands and feet here in the world. Wow. You know, when I started hearing from people that they saw different gifts in me, when they started calling out like, "Hey, you're mm-hmm. uh, you're pretty good at encouraging. You're pretty good at leading. All these kinds of things." I realized that God doesn't just love spending time with me. But he also wants to partner with me in bringing his will to the earth. And yeah. and in that, he goes from just being like a God high above me who I worship, which he is. That is an aspect of who he is. But he also becomes a God who links arms with me mm. uh, and equips me, blesses me with things to help bring heaven to earth. So there's a, a greater intimacy and dependency that takes place when that happens. And you start seeing that how God has blessed you to to go out and be a blessing to others. Yeah, that's good. I love that, man. And what I love and what you're sharing there is that one of the beautiful things about these spiritual gifts is that Jesus operates in all of them, right? We've we've been talking about that. Mm -hmm. And so as we operate in these gifts, we're just being an expression of who Jesus is to the world. And we are showing the different aspects of who he is. And Mm -hmm. so that's how you've told me, at least, you're going to unpack these spiritual gifts. I mean, you might throw a wild card here. I'm not sure. but Keep uh, it on your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you jump in here with us yeah. and uh, describe this Romans 12 list of, of spiritual gifts and yeah. how we see Jesus operating in those. Yes, yes. So again, the, the scripture we're going to be working from here is Romans 12, uh, 4 through 8. Last time we talked about the manifestational gifts. Um, today we're talking about the motivational gifts. And these are gifts that, you know, kind of uh, stick with us more often, kind of things that we walk in long term. So are the manifestational gifts, but sometimes those are just kind of moments where God really enters a situation and brings something really extraordinary out of it. Um, but here, what we're, we're talking about these uh, gifts that you're probably more aware of, that you, you probably see in action more often, that people really, really walk in on a day-to-day basis. So uh, let me just kick us off by reading this, this Romans 12 passage. Uh, it's Romans 12, 4 through 8. Uh, Paul writes, For just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Hmm. Okay, so so like you were saying, Ben, we we see uh, at the beginning of this passage what these gifts do. They make us the body of Christ in operation on the earth. Yeah, uh, that is why we see Jesus during his time on earth operating in all these different gifts. Right? He prophesied. You know, he served. He taught. He gave. He encouraged. He showed mercy. And today, the Spirit gives us all these gifts so that we, as a church and a body, can continue the work of Jesus on earth today. Love it. Uh, so you'll see that throughout our conversation uh, as we go on. Are you ready to jump in? Should I'm we, ready. Should we Let's do these it. things? What's uh, number one? Number one is prophecy, and this one's easy because we already talked about it. So we're just gonna we're gonna go right past it. But <laughs> so, just so uh, in case you haven't gone back and listened to our podcast only on the spiritual gift of prophecy, um, really all that is it's the it's the spirit empowered ability to hear the voice of God on another's behalf and then communicate God's heart to them. Uh, so you just you receive a message from God for someone else, then you go deliver it. Blesses the church uh, with encouragement. It's pretty cool. Make sure you go listen to that podcast because it was a lot of fun to do, uh, and it's really important. 
then we encourage you guys to walk in that. Okay, so the first new spiritual gift that we have not talked about, the second gift in this passage, and it's the gift of service. So if I was going to define this, I would say it's the spirit-empowered ability to meet the practical needs of the church with joy and endurance. Love it. So uh, it's those practical needs that these the people with this gift are meeting. So if the church needs something done, people <laughs> with the gift of service are thrilled to lend a hand and sacrifice their time. <laughs> and that's no matter what's needed. So we're talking like church greeters, you know, the parking staff, the, the cleaning crew, the people <laughs> handing out communion cups, you know, the tech team, all these people who someone at the church said, hey, there's a need. And they said, yep, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm ready to jump in. Whatever you need, yes. uh, I'm here to do. So these are jobs that are obviously immense blessings to the church and require a, a real selfless humility, mm. you know, to not receive the congregation's praise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll go up to the pastor and say, hey, great message today. Yes. They're not going <laughs> to say like, hey, great, great job greeting me today. You know, great job. Uh, great job in the in the booth. You, you made those slides so well, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard that once. So, um, but it, so it takes humility and it takes a deep love for the church yes. uh, and a deep passion for the spread of the gospel. When I, when I think of this gift, I like to think of the Christians who are ministering to Paul while he was in prison. Uh, you know, he had, he had important work to be doing there in that cell. He was writing four books of the New Testament uh, and Paul could not have done that if his attention was divided, you know, mm. if, if he didn't have undivided attention to recording the word of God, mm. uh, then the other churches wouldn't have been blessed. And, you know, thousands or yeah, thousands of years uh, into the future, we wouldn't have this scripture yeah. that was needed. Or imagine the guy in charge of delivering Paul's letters, which, you know, were actually authoritative pieces of scripture that, that we all needed. Mm. Uh, what if he, on the way to, you know, the church uh, different churches said, you know, I could just write my own epistles. You know, why am I taking this guy's word sure. and bringing it to them? Uh, that's a, that would have been terrible, right? Yes. But uh, whoever those people were delivering those uh, those letters had the gift of service so that yeah. believers for thousands of years could better understand the heart of God. Yes. So the gift of service is important. It's not, uh, it's not like I don't have any of the other gifts, so I'm just going to, you know, serve on Sunday mornings. Yes. That's not what this yeah. gift is. It's well, and, super important. And Jesus actually calls that out, right? He mm-hmm. says that the last shall be first, yeah. which is just such a mind-boggling concept yes. to us because you're like, no way. Like yes. first is first, right? <laughs> first should be first. Right, right. But Jesus says, actually, those who give their life away for others are those those who find it. Yeah. So the gift of service is so important in yes. the church and models the heart of, of Jesus. Yes. So, so that's uh, our first new gift, service. Take us mm-hmm. to our, our second new gift. Yes, the second uh, gift we're talking about here, the third gift in this passage, is teaching. Um, this is one that, you know, for around the church, we see this in operation probably every week. So uh, de- the definition here would be the spirit-empowered ability to understand truth and communicate it to a wide variety of audiences. So these are probably like your bookworms, your PhDs, you know, the <laughs> kind of the nerdy people. And you don't know any of those. No, never, yeah, yeah, never, never met one. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they are people that hunger for God's truth mm. uh, and have the gift of effectively making it known to others. So this means that they can communicate it in a, in a way that's informative, interesting, powerful, and applicable. And I think that applicable one is very, uh, very important. They're yeah. not just talking about interesting, fun facts, right? Sure. But they're showing you how you can apply it to your life. Yes. And I think that is how it really blesses the church. Um, 
They are, they're also uh, in charge of guiding the church into truth and away from heresy. I think that's a very important part of, mm-hmm. uh, of this gift. They keep the church on track uh, with God's truth. And you'll, you'll see here, uh, and this will be a, a pattern throughout all these as well, that, that these are gifts that every Christian at some point is, mm-hmm. is called to participate in and sure. practice in. Sure. You know, even in the Great Commission, you know, Jesus tells his disciples to go and teach new disciples to obey him, you know? Yeah. So, so everyone has to teach at some point, which means this is a skill like, you know, can be learned or trained and, and developed, but uh, those empowered with this gift by the Holy Spirit have kind of the most natural ability to open people's eyes to the truth and facilitate revelation of the word of God uh, mm-hmm. to the body of Christ. I love that idea of teachers being people who rev- they facilitate revelation. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not just... Uh, like reading a good book necessarily or, <laughs> or arming people with truth even, but, but yeah. facilitating revelation. Also important, I think this, this gift is not, it doesn't just take place, you know, from a stage or a podium in the form of like a sermon or a lecture. Uh, it also takes place in private conversation, like the, the one-on-ones, the one-on-two discipleship meetings. I like to think of Jesus teaching the multitudes at the Sermon on the Mount, you yeah. know, in Matthew 5, but also after his, resurrec- his resurrection, walking with two of his disciples on the road to Emmaus and revealing truth throughout all the scriptures. You know, you, you don't need a crowd to be a teacher. Yes. If you have one or two people yeah. uh, who have questions yeah. and you have the gift of teaching, that's, that's where that operates as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other scripture about teaching Jesus and Paul and every other author in the New Testament <laughs> talks about the, the extra burden that's kind of put on teachers. And I'll leave that uh, to you to go look at because that's really interesting. Um, all right, let's keep moving. Uh, we're going, we're just going, we're flying through these, Ben. So make sure you keep your seatbelt on because we're not stopping until we get to the end. Um, buckle up. Yeah, buckle right. up. Okay, next gift. The fourth one uh, is encouragement. The, the, it's the spiritual gift of encouragement. So it's the, the spirit-empowered ability to be able to pick up a discouraged believer or, or person or anyone else uh, and fill them with confidence and faith. And I think mm. where this differs from a worldly encourager, right, or just, you know, a good friend who encourages you when you're down is, is it always points people back to the Father, which the Holy Spirit always Come does, on. just as Jesus always did, right? Yes. Um, when you are feeling discouraged about your appearance, you know, a, a gifted encourager doesn't just say how beautiful you are. Oh, don't be so down on yourself. You know, you look great. It's, uh, they tell you how beautiful you are in God's eyes, you know, how, how Jesus loved all of you so much that he died for you. And isn't that enough? Yeah, isn't, yeah. That, isn't that where true worth comes from? Yeah. See how it points people back to God, always. Mm-hmm. Um, this gift makes people good at strengthening and comforting, uh, and it also, I think it also moves church members to action, you know, to exhort them to, like, hmm. turn away from something or um, or for something to come back alive in them, you know, yeah. a behavior, uh, they kind of, like, turn people away from behavior by reminding them of, of God's truth or reminding them of his love or of reminding them of his gracious acts. I think of all the times that Paul, you know, reminds churches of things that they must have heard a ton of times, you know, mm. um, but in order to wake that back up in them, yes. you know, it, that truth had become dormant in them, had, had kind of lost mm. its flavor, lost its impact on them. Uh, but God, Paul says, remember these things. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, God is faithful. Yes. You know, oh yeah, we do have a great high priest who can sympathize <laughs> with me. Oh yeah, 
the Holy Spirit does live within me. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, and they're filled with courage, which like we talked about in courage, it's just filling someone with courage. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, one of the things I love about this gift is it's like they, people who bring the gift of encouragement in the church, they just paint a better picture <laughs> than what currently is. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they just bring hope to the situation. They bring life to it. And I yeah. personally, you know, I'm a little biased. I kind of love, love, love <laughs> the encouragers, man. So I'm, yeah. I'm a half, half full uh, kind of guy, you know, I'm not an empty. So. We know, we know. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. feel that. <laughs> that's we can awesome. feel that through the mic right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a gift of encouragement. Uh, and like Ben's saying, if that's something that you feel like you, you walk in or that you've been blessed with, man, we need, we need that. That Amen. is for sure. Um, so walk in that. Okay. Next spiritual gift we're going to talk about is the gift of giving. Uh, so this is, if I were going to define this, I would say it's the spirit empowered ability to gladly and selflessly give away your money and resources for the work of Jesus. Hmm. So uh, again, giving is a behavior that every Christian is called to participate in, right? You know, Jesus says like, give to all who ask of you. It's pretty radical. You know, that's not just normal earthly giving. <laughs> and it, it's a commandment to give radically. Yet Romans 12 says also that some are given the gift of giving uh, according to the grace given to them. So hmm. I don't think this is too much of a shock when you really think about it, uh, to some, like giving away money is just an absolute foreign concept, just yeah. doesn't compute with some people, yeah. right? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure you also know people who to them, giving giving away what they have is like completely natural. Yeah. Um, I, I think of my, uh, currently my fiance, but depending on when you're listening to this, my wife, Hala, uh, is <laughs> one of these people. Uh, and she just, man, she will just send out money like before it even comes in, yeah. like she's just ready. She's looking for who, who needs awesome. this more than her. That's always, always her mentality. It. Uh, but it's because she doesn't even consider the money her own, right? Mm. She knows that every resource is already given, uh, is already a gift given from God. And so she leaves it in his ownership and lets him send it where he desires. Really the people with the gift of giving realize that all their resources, uh, they're not, they're not for them to keep. They're just the delivery service to where God wants them Ooh. to end up, uh, which might be with them, but maybe it's for the church. Maybe it's for individual believers um, or anywhere else, wherever God has a more important purpose for that. Yeah. Uh, and that one is not hard to understand why that is a blessing to the church. Yeah. You don't have to uh, think about that too hard to realize that the church is blessed by generous people. Absolutely. And, and you know, Scripture talks about Jesus uh, being the ultimate giver, right? Mm -hmm. And the way that he gave his life for us. And yeah. one of my favorite passages in Luke 20, uh, you've got all these different people that are gathered, and Jesus says, come and bring your offering. And this poor woman comes, and she puts in two coins. Right. And everybody else has, has definitely upped the ante. They've given a lot more <laughs> than she has. But Jesus says, this woman has given even more than anybody else. And what I love about that is Jesus wasn't after the amount of money. He was after the heart posture, right? And, right? and she was willing to give up whatever she had. And so giving is not, having the spiritual gift of giving is not like, hey, I, I can make $2 million gifts. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. do I carry a heart for it? Right. Do I carry a heart of, of generosity? So yeah. love that definition. Why don't you take us into the last two here, Jordan? Yes, let's go. Next one. Uh, the spiritual gift of leadership. So uh, to define this, I'd say it's the spirit-empowered ability to receive God's vision for a group of people and then oversee the procession of that group into God's vision. Yeah. Um, to, to understand this, think Moses, right? He received a vision from God for Israel, for God's people, and then he took them from where they were, bondage, 
poverty, Egypt, right? And brought them into God's vision for them, which was freedom, abundance, a, a land that was promised to them. So mm. uh, earthly leaders have vision, right? But it's, it's usually for themselves and they lead others into that. Mm. Um, the spirit, uh, spirit empowered leaders have a godly vision or, or a kingdom vision. And because it's God vision, the Holy Spirit comes and gives this person the capacity, the endurance, the influence, the steadfastness, the communication skills, the humility, all these, all these things yeah. that go into being a faithful leader. Um, so the, these leaders are also, they're, they're people focused rather than numbers focused or money focused or bottom line focused. They care about the people who are following them. Mm. Uh, you know, God's vision isn't all, isn't to make a bunch of money, but it, it's, God's vision is for the people uh, that he's leading. It, and so, likewise, that's that's the heart of the people with this spiritual gift, the spiritual gift of leadership. It's good. Uh, and Jesus really, man, hammers this distinction hard. Uh, he makes it abundantly clear. Um, like you were saying earlier, but in, in Luke 22, verses 25 to 27, he talks about uh, the Gentile kings, and they exercise lordship over their people, mm-hmm. and they benefit from that. They have a personal gain from being lords over the people. And he says, but not so among you. Mm. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, mm. and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? <laughs> Yet I am among you as the one who serves. Wow. And I mean, man, just like Jesus was obviously the leader of his group of disciples, but think of how far down he had to bring himself in order to lead them, right? Yeah. He had to come down all the way from heaven to lead this group of guys. Yeah. So so his his view of leadership is not like the guy in the office shouting down <laughs> at the workers so that they will like work harder yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a vision of, of someone lowering themselves all the way to the bottom mm. uh, in order to lead a group and set an example for a group. Mm. I love that. Man, Jesus just models that for us so well, the, mm-hmm. the humility. It's good stuff. So that's leadership. Yeah. Yes. Why don't you take us into the last one? Yes, mercy. absolutely. Mercy. Um, again, a gift that all of us, or or an act, a, a practice, a, a heart posture that all of us should have, right? Mm. Um, it's also called the gift of compassion. Uh, if we're going to define this, I'd call it the spirit-empowered ability to see those who are suffering or in need and then emotionally and practically satisfy that need. Hmm. Uh, so these are like those Isaiah 61 people that they're able to take your ashes and turn them into beauty, <laughs> right? They find yeah. the mourning and assist them into joy. They're able to turn your spirit of despair into a garment of praise, you know, they, but they, they, have an, they have eyes for the needy, right? They yeah. have eyes for the suffering. Yeah. So it's different from s- serving. You know, the ser- servants meet the practical needs of the church, yeah. which is also what people with the gift of mercy do, but they see the suffering. They have eyes. Uh, they, they kind of just tend to move towards those who are in need uh, without even maybe knowing that they're in need. But all of a sudden, someone in need finds someone with the gift of mercy approaching them in church or something, and uh, and they're blessed, and they're encouraged, and they they see God's heart better. Um, This also means that people with the gift of mercy are patient, right? Because this doesn't happen to people overnight. So they're willing to stick with people uh, until they're pulled up out of their suffering or until God... Uh, reveals himself to them and and shows his mercy on them and brings them out of of what's ever troubling them. So they abound in empathy and the mercy of God, and they've received the mercy of God and they've multiplied it and they've given it away to many. Yes, right. It, you know, the Jesus says, "Be merciful, because your heavenly Father is merciful." Mm. And that's that's what these uh, people with this gift 
really uh, exemplify is just understanding God's heart of mercy, receiving that Mm -hmm. as we all have, multiplying it, and then giving it away. Yeah, and Jesus models that so well for us over and over again. And one of the favorite places that I love that he does that is the woman that's caught in adultery, you know, Mm -hmm. and he, everybody else is ready to throw the stone. They're they're ready to call out the sin and condemn her. And he leans down, he gets on her level, he gets down to her level and he says, who condemns you? And um, then he says, no one. And, you know, and it's like, there's this powerful moment where you realize that the mercy of God is sufficient for everything. It covers over a multitude of sins Mm -hmm. and specifically, you know, what the world was blaming and shaming her. Jesus Mm -hmm. steps in and he goes, no, I am mercy. I am compassion in the flesh and you can be healed. You can be restored. So love how Jesus models mercy for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that would, that may, that is the seven gifts of the, uh, from Romans 12, uh, laid out for you guys with less, with less mission stories. I know last time you might have enjoyed Ben's, uh, mission stories. I've never been to Mongolia, so I can't, I can't just make up a story of Mongolia, which I think Ben does sometimes, but I'm not totally sure. Um, Oh, we switched roles. And so now you're just kind of just throwing shots. Exactly. Um, so so those, yeah, those are, like we were saying, those are all exemplified in Jesus. Uh, and we can see why the Holy Spirit would give them to us in order that we can continue the ministry mm-hmm. of Jesus here on earth. Um, which means that we find these things way more important than just uh, some fun stuff to talk about or like interesting superpowers or something that we just enjoy fantasizing over. We we believe that they're real and yeah. they're so, so important to God's will uh, being manifested here on earth through us, which means we don't want you guys just to be entertained by the idea of spiritual gifts, but we want you to actually practice them, um, to desire them, to seek them out, and then to walk in them. So uh, in order to help us all do that, Ben, would you mind giving us some practicals um, about how we can uh, seek out spiritual gifts, discover our spiritual gifts, and then walk in them? What would you say to someone who wants to walk in these gifts? Yeah, well, that is one of the biggest questions, honestly, that I think are on the hearts and minds of a lot of college students. I know I was asking that question in college, like, Lord, what are my spiritual gifts? What are the gifts that, that you've given me? And I had a mentor one time that encouraged me with this question, and they asked me, when when it comes to discerning the spiritual gifts, ask yourself this question, what brings you joy? Hmm. It's so simple. Yeah. What, what brings you life? When, when you do blank, what gets you excited? You know, like for people who love to serve, uh, th- when they set up and tear down chairs at service, they're like, this is awesome. Like <laughs> other people who do that, they're like, I'm doing it, but <laughs> but this is not awesome. You know, yeah. uh, people who love to encourage, they love to speak life over people. They just, that you get around them and they can't help but call out the good in others. Yeah. It's hardwired. It's a part of who they are. Um, other people, they just love to sit with people mm-hmm. and, and walk through them in, in a place of suffering or place of, of pain or, or trial. We often call that the ministry of presence, you know, just, mm-hmm. just being with someone. And they, they have the spiritual gift of, of mercy. You know, it's like, what just naturally brings you joy in life? I love in Matthew 7, 9 through 11, uh, it says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Mm. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts 
to those who ask him. Yeah. Notice that it says good gifts, not bummer gifts. Right. All right. Yeah. So if you ever find yourself going, eh, it was kind of a bummer, you know, <laughs> to do blank, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. it might be an indication that that you don't have that gift. But mm. spiritual gifts, the ones you're naturally gifted with, they produce more life in you. Yeah. And when you do it, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good for all of us. Uh, you know, for me, man, I just get a little get a little giddy mm-hmm. on the inside when I have a leadership opportunity because I just love to lead. Right. It, it's those opportunities when people ask me, "Hey, will you go do this?" Which is not that often. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm like, yes. The answer is already yes. I don't even pray about. It. I pre- I should probably pray about it a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah. the answer is yes mm-hmm. because I'm passionate about it and I just I love it. So maybe ask yourself, what are the easy yes? is for you yeah you know when people are asking you or inviting you to do different things that's one of the ways you can can discern your your spiritual gifts that make sense yeah totally okay and you know if you're not into that kind of deal what brings you joy what's natural you know what (laughs) which hopefully you are uh, into joy but Uh um ask someone else a trusted friend or a mentor for their opinion yeah for their perspective for their feedback you Mm -hmm. know uh when somebody comes up to me and they says you they says they say when Mm -hmm. you do this it's good that's usually a good indication, man, that that might be a grace that, yeah. that is on your life. Absolutely. You know? uh, Jordan, one of the things I love about you, man, is that you are a trusted discipler of men. Mm. And when you do that and when you hang out with other men who are seeking to grow in their heart for Jesus, it's good. It's mm. a good thing that when you do that. And, mm. and so we need that. Um, a, a, another way that you can discover what gifts you have, just try different things out. Um, I know this sounds simple, but like... Pray for healing. Um, If you have never prayed for healing for someone, you may not see a miracle. (laughs) You may not see someone be healed. And when you're in a worship setting or worship environment, ask the Lord to give you a word of encouragement to share with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Step out in an area of faith where you feel like God's calling you to risk. You might discover that you've got the spiritual New Testament gift of of faith. Uh, As practical as it sounds, at school, lead out on a group project. You know, see if that was life-giving for you or if you're like, no, that was not, I did not enjoy that. (laughs) Um, Try to teach a math lesson uh, to someone. Uh, uh, Try to give your time to serving a call for the poor, for the needy, discovering mm-hmm. if you have mercy. Try serving in the kids' ministry. Hey, well, shameless ministry. shout out here. Kids' yeah. ministry, man. It's yeah. a great place to serve. You might discover that. Learn you, your spiritual gifts in the kids' ministry. Hey, that's a great place to, to discover it. Um, mm-hmm. You can talk to Lindy Pinks then uh, if yes, you would you like can. to do that. <laughs> um, you know, and, and one of the things, man, I, I love about college is that this is the perfect time to discover, yeah. discern, try, process, learn what are your spiritual gifts. True. And it really is our heart that we would be creating that type of environment for you that Mm -hmm. uh, you can risk with the Lord and you can try something and you can miss it and you can fail and you're not gonna be like oh you know that you're wrong you know but we're gonna be like no way to go for it you know you stepped out in faith and you Mm -hmm. you tried something new you discovered Uh, and then the last thing I would say is just these these three simple words the the first one is is desire Um, you know in Matthew 7 11 it says here uh, that your father loves to give good gifts to you. So mm-hmm. while there is grace on our lives with certain gifts, we believe around here that we're not just locked in right. uh, to certain gifts for the rest of our lives. Now, yeah. we might operate in certain ones for the rest of our lives, but as we desire more things,
things, we believe we serve a good father right. who wants to release more gifts. So, you know, you might in the prayer place, just ask God, like, God, would you give me a deeper heart would you, for compassion? Would you give me a deeper desire to, to share the gospel evangelism? Or would you give me opportunities to lead? So mm -hmm. your desire, what you're desiring is connected to, to spiritual gifts. The mm -hmm. second word is learn. Um, I just want to, and we have said this throughout this journey as we've talked about these spiritual gifts, we have not arrived <laughs> at a perfect understanding of these. We are still learning. We are still discovering. We don't claim to have the monopoly <laughs> on spiritual gifts. Let's be learners. Let's yeah. dig into the scripture. Let's talk more about each other. Let's be iron on iron and, and refine each other yeah. in our understanding of what these gifts are. We also are going to put in the show notes mm -hmm. a opportunity for you to take a spiritual gifts assessment uh test. Yes. And mm -hmm. this is going to be a great way for you to learn about what are some of your top spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's uh, gifttest.com. And so we'll, 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 uh, We'll put that in here, and I just encourage yeah. you to, to jump in and, and take that. Totally. Uh, and then the last word I, I just want to share here is the word practice. Mm -hmm. We're talking about practice. Practice. Practice, yeah. all right? <laughs> um, you don't just run a marathon, but you practice uh, all the way up leading towards a particular moment where you're going to run that marathon. Um, and in our church, we're intentional about wanting to create opportunities for practice. Yeah. Uh, you know places for you to serve uh, mm -hmm. on, on Sunday mornings, ministries like Unbound that right. can help you develop a heart for the marginalized and, and victims that victims of human tra trafficking mm -hmm. to help you grow in mercy. Uh, we on our podcast have been doing something called Theology 101. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about teaching, we've got some mm -hmm. great content, some deeper dive content that yes. can help you to learn how to teach the scripture. Mm -hmm. uh, for those evangelists, you know, we've got mission trips yeah. uh, that, that are going out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, at different times uh, throughout the year. So, uh, whatever it may be, we want to create a space for you to be able to to exercise your gift. Uh, but in order for us to really walk in the fullness of what I believe the Holy Spirit has for all of us, Jordan, we're going to need to be a body that's just not at, not just exercising our gifts here in the church, but outside of the four walls of the church, yes, right? Yes. And being a unique expression to the world of who Jesus is, because as we said from the beginning jesus is the one that mm -hmm. models and carries each one of these gifts yes and so in pursuing them we're pursuing to be more christ-like yes and that's our heart man like we we want you to take these gifts outside of the church walls you know uh bringing people in showing people what jesus uh, looks like is really what this is all about you yes. know you you are a part of the body you yes. go out and you show jesus what or you show others what jesus's body looks like and that that, that means we like we need you being you we don't need That's you good. being someone else, you know. Yeah. Um, you can't think like, oh, I only have the mercy of Jesus. Like, oh, I only I only serve like Jesus. I wish I taught like Jesus, but really I only serve like Jesus. Yeah. Uh, no, that's incredible. Like Jesus came only to serve, you know. Mm. Um, so what we need you operating in your gift. That's why we've had these conversations, you know, it, yeah. uh, and given you the definitions and, and walked you through what these gifts are so that you can discover what yours are, what you desire, um, and then walk out in them. So yes. we really hope that all these conversations have enabled you, um, man, just to, just to bind comparison in your life, just reject it wholeheartedly and just seek what the Holy Spirit has specifically for you. Cause, uh, we need the gift that he wants to give you, yes. you know? Um, Man. Yeah, man, that's so good. Just go out. Be if you're a foot, be a foot. If you're an eye, be an eye. You know, <laughs> we need you, um, being you. Okay. Well, thanks, Ben, uh, and thanks me, because I was teaching. <laughs> but uh, 
this was uh, that, this wraps up our conversation on spiritual gifts. Um, but we're going to be bringing you more content as we do every week for you to grow uh, in your relationship with Jesus during your college years. That's all the content we have for you this week. But join us next week where we're going to be bringing you more. We'll see you next week.